Hello, this is Greg. I'm one of the pastors here at West Valley Christian Church. Our mission in this world is clear. We're here to love God and love people. We hope you enjoy this podcast. How are we doing? <laughs> so today, uh, every day is special, but this one's a special Sunday for us. We call it Mission Sunday. And so uh, we're excited. You saw some of the organizations that we get to partner with, that we love. Also, you probably noticed on your way in, some of those organizations are here today. And so we'll talk a little bit about that later in the service. But um, I got this guy next to me, and this is Pastor Tom Moyers. He's uh, on staff with his son. His son is the lead pastor, uh, and his son at one point was a little guy running around our church. So I want to personally introduce to you um, Tom he was a pastor at our church here at West Valley Christian from 1985 to 1989. He was the evangelism pastor. And uh, you've heard me talk about different men and pastors that had influence in my life. Um, at our church in that season back then when Pastor Kirby was the lead pastor, uh, Tom was the evangelism pastor, and he would preach a Sunday night service. Back in the day, you would come to Sunday school one hour, you would go to church another hour, and then you'd go home or have lunch, and then you'd come back to church. Uh, and uh, Pastor uh, Tom was the one that preached, really resonated with Pastor Tom when he preached, old school uh, guy. And um, But here's what's important. He would be the guy that when Robbie Denton was brand new Christian, uh, 19 years old, he'd say, you ought to be a pastor. Or actually, he would say, you ought to be a preacher. And he would say that to me, Pastor John. He would say it to Pastor John and others. And so um, I blame him for being here as the lead pastor. You could blame him for me being here as the lead pastor. But this is a very special man, and uh, we're blessed to have him here with us. Uh, and so let's give him a big hand to Pastor Tom Moyers. Lord, uh, we pray for a blessing upon this man as he delivers your word. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. Do your thing through him. Help us to be open to what he has to share. In Jesus' name, all God's people said... Amen. 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 Hey, it's good to be here with you. And I want to say I love your pastors. They are great. Yeah, let's give them a hand. I remember these guys when they were in high school. I have stories. So if you want to hear some of them, uh, I'll be glad to share them with you. <laughs> uh, now, I must say, uh, first service. They were pretty good. They were uh, loud. They were noisy. If they heard something they agreed with, they said, Amen. Amen. Ooh. And what else could you say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And? Praise God. I had a gal in Oregon. After we left here, we spent 30 years in Oregon. And uh, then the last seven years, we've been in uh, Colorado. And uh, our son, Sean, is the lead pastor. And, you know, he was in junior high here in the school here. And uh, so it's been fun to watch him grow through the years. And uh, it's fun to work with him now. Uh, we'd always dreamed of working together. When he was at Ozark during the summer, he'd come home and intern with us. And we'd, all, we'd had so much fun. We wanted to uh, someday work together, but we never did. And so about eight years ago, he calls and he says, Dad, if we're going to live the dream at your age, 
you better come. And so we did, and it's been such a great move for us. And uh, four grandkids there have four in Oregon, four in uh, Colorado. But every Tuesday night for seven years, sleepover, grandkids sleepover with Grammy and Pops. Oh, it is nice. They get to have their date night. We get the kids. And uh, so it, it's been a, a good, good time. But being here, boy, brings back some memories. This is awesome. And uh, it's good to see you. Uh, so remember, let's be loud. Okay? All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Mission Sunday, I like it. It's uh, fun rubbing shoulders with uh, all these missionaries, and uh, we're going to preach. We're going to talk about Matthew 28, 18 to 20, which is the what? Great Commission. I love that. And Jesus came, and he spoke to them, and he said, all authority is given to me. You are not the authority. I am not the authority. Jesus is the authority. Amen. It's not our church. It's his church. Amen. Yes. Go. You could translate that as you go. It's a command. Go. Make disciples, learners, followers, and then baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Spirit. And don't leave them in the baptistry. Continue to teach. And the promise, I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. Command, go. Promise, I'm with you. I love it. And what I want to do this morning, I want to take three values that we have at Rocky Mountain Christian Church and because they fit so well with the Great Commission, and I know you have your values, and I love, I saw your values, I love what the church stands for, and so forth, but uh, let me give you three values, and we'll talk about some things. First value, first things first. Make the main thing the main thing. Don't lose your focus. And folks, Jesus is the main thing. Oh, that was weeks. First service is better. Come on, come on. Jesus is the main thing. All right, all right. You know what? Our mission statement is knowing Jesus and loving like him. That's it. That's it. We want to know Jesus. We want to get close, I mean tight, with Jesus. And by the way, teach your kids that. Teach your kids to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not just go to church on Sunday. It's Jesus every moment, every day. Jesus. First things first. And you know what? Whether you're not a Christian and on the journey, whether you are saved. I always uh, encourage people to start with Matthew. And uh, then when you finish Matthew, go to Mark. When you finish Mark, go to Luke. When you finish Luke, go to John. 
when you finish John, go back to Matthew and just hang out with Jesus and get to know Jesus personally. You read and you listen to what he says and you make a decision here. I really do believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And you watch what he does. He claimed to be the Son of God. He backed it up with his miracles. We start with the virgin birth. That tells you he's not your ordinary guy. You see his miracles, how he healed the sick and raised the dead and cast out demons, power over the enemy, power over nature, power. Jesus has all authority. He is Savior and Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you know what? We want to love like him. And Jesus had a heart for souls. It was Jesus that said, you know what? I've got to go through Samaria. What? The Jews never went through Samaria. They were considered half-breeds. They'd go up Judea to Samaria, and they would go east and go around. Didn't want to have anything to do with the Samaritans. Jesus said, I got to go through Samaria. Why? There was a woman going to be at the well. And he was going to talk to her about living water. And you know what? She went back into town where the disciples had been. The disciples were buying food. They never mentioned that the Savior was right outside of their town. Nothing from the disciples. This, go, this woman goes into town and says, come out and see a man that told me everything I ever did. I think he's the Messiah. I want to be like that woman. Jesus, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house today. Today, salvation has come to this house. What? Amen. <laughs> no one's condemned you? No one's condemned you? I don't condemn you either. Go and leave your life of sin. Jesus had a heart for souls. And folks, I want to be like Jesus. Amen? Amen? You know, I wish we could wake up in the mornings and think, oh, souls, there are precious souls out there that aren't saved. There are so many people that need Jesus. God, give me a divine encounter or two or three or four today. You know, I don't think we wake up in the morning thinking that. It's not a natural thing. I think it is Holy Spirit driven. And that's why we have to be in the Word. We have to be feeding our soul so that the Spirit rises up within us and produces that desire for precious souls. Folks, we, got, we have to be filled with Spirit. We, you know, and there was a time, I think, early in ministry when I tried to do the work of the Spirit. I tried to make people come to Jesus. I probably sometimes got them in the water too early. And uh, I have learned just to teach 
and just to witness and share Jesus. And the Spirit does the work, and they come when it's their time and the Spirit's time. I just get to teach. I just get to love upon people and share Jesus, and we all get to do that. And the Spirit works, and we have to be filled with the Spirit and in step with the Spirit. And as we are, good things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Second value. First value was what? First things first. Second value, go together. I had a T-shirt that says go together I was going to wear, but... uh, I thought, well, I was going to pull it off and have good. Then I thought, nah, nah. But go together. We are to go. Jesus sent out the disciples by what? Twos. He sent out the 70. Go together. Uh, When Jesus, uh, if you fast forward from Matthew 28 to Acts 1, You have the Great Commission, and before the ascension in Acts 1, you have Jesus speaking to the disciples, and he said, you wait. You go to Jerusalem and just wait for power from on high, and then you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so... They did. They went back into the city. They had a 10-day prayer meeting, and Pentecost came, and 3,000 came to Christ. Can you imagine 3,000 baptisms? Wow! Holy moly! Anyway, did they go into the world? No, they did not. They stayed in Jerusalem. They were enjoying those coming to Christ there, and they were enjoying the fellowship and eating together and and teaching and so forth, and uh, it was like the holy huddle, (laughs) kind of like our churches sometimes. Uh, I love small groups, but sometimes we have to remind small groups and and, uh, leaders, hey, don't you come to church on Sunday morning and just get with your small group that you know and feel comfortable with. There are people coming through these doors that are not a part of the church. They don't know Jesus. And you are to be out there loving up on them and welcoming them and then get out there as a group and serve. Where to go and serve, where to go. And, but they didn't. So you remember what Jesus did to get them out? Persecution. Stephen, the first martyr. Saul of Tarsus standing there, gathering the coats, approving of what was going on. They scattered, and as they went, they spread the word about Jesus. Out into the world. I want to talk to you a little bit about us getting out into the community. And I may be preaching to the choir a little bit here because I know you guys do a good job. Let me tell you a little bit about Rocky where we're at and some of the things that we're doing community that's our first mission field is our community our local area and so there are several things that we get to do to connect with people that need Jesus in our area one of the things is sports we're looking for a sports minister right now Rob 
no, no, no. John, John, no, 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 no. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we have what we call upward basketball. You may be familiar uh, familiar with that. Sarah, do you have, do you guys do upward basketball over at uh, uh, Shepherd? You do have a sports ministry? Okay. Well, our upward basketball, uh, last year we had 1,300 kids in the program. And that's a lot of kids. And you know what? They're kids with young parents. We get all of these young families coming to Rocky, and maybe their first identification with us is the good basketball program that we have. And so I coach, and uh, the first year I coached a uh, first and second grade team, team of first and second graders, never, never again. I had this one kid, he's big and stocky and short, he grabs the basketball, tucks it under his arm, and heads to the basket like this, and stops and shoots, and I had to say, hey buddy, this is not football, you have to dribble. And I had one kid, uh, this one kid came up to me one day and his mom was standing next to me and he says, hey coach, do you have a basketball under your shirt? He was serious and the mom about died, you know, but guess what? They're coming to church now. And guess what? That little football, basketball guy. Baptize the whole family. I can't tell you the outreach that we have through sports. There was a day, I can remember when the sports team started having uh, tournaments on the weekends, on Sundays. I was furious as a preacher, and I'd get up there, and I'd, I would uh, pound. How can you do this? You know, and you're supposed to be in church. You know what? There was one, one gal sitting on the curb after church crying because her, her husband and, and a couple of their boys were at baseball. The boys were playing baseball. And she said, I'm so torn. I want to be here, but I want to be there. And we talked about, hey, you can watch online for now, but also why don't you start a Bible study with some of the parents that go to these tournaments and are out of town for the weekend and think of it as your mission field. And when we start thinking that way and getting out of the box, it's not just Sunday morning church. It's Jesus every day, everywhere. And the stories we could tell about people coming to Christ through basketball. Another ministry that, that we have that, that I really love is our school system, the education system. Again, I used to pound on the education system because their, some of their teaching and, and their world vision uh, does not go with ours. And uh, I used to look at school as the enemy. And Christian schools and homeschooling only. But you know, at at Rocky, we've decided to come alongside of the schools. How can we make an impact if we don't build a relationship and come alongside of and 
our big question is how can we help? How can we help? One thing that we do that the teachers love is that on teachers' meeting day, the administration, the teachers have their meeting in the morning, we'll bring them breakfast. And it's not just a McDonald's breakfast. Our, our people are there Saturday night prepping, or not Saturday night, uh, uh, Tuesday night prepping. It's Wednesdays usually that we feed them. And then early, early Wednesday morning, and I mean, there's omelets and there's muffins and there is, I mean, you name it. And our bacon, they call it bacon from heaven. <laughs> it's like candy bacon. Oh, it is great. I always go to help serve, and then, are we going to get to eat breakfast too? Where's that candy bacon? But you know what? It caught on. Our high school, we did it first with uh, Frederick High School. Word got around. Bacon from heaven. Pretty soon, honest to goodness, the schools, different schools, junior high, high school, grade school were calling us asking about the bacon from heaven, and could you guys come and, and do breakfast for us? I think last year we did about 13, 14 breakfasts for schools. And uh, the teachers love us. The administration loves us. And guess what we're getting? We're getting teachers that are coming to check Rocky out. We also do, uh, uh, we give for lunches. A lot of kids can't. I think the state's doing more of that now to where we don't have to provide lunches for kids, but we provide tennis shoes for kids that want to do sports and can't afford shoes. And we'll do whatever. How can we help? And it's, we'll go in, and uh, we've got handymen in a church our size, and, and uh, so we'll have these guys that are gifted in that way go into the teacher's lounge and, and rebuild, redo, and remodel the teacher's lounge. They love us. We'll do building or we'll do grounds and it, we buy the bark dust and we'll spread the bark dust and we, and so forth. So just getting out there and let, are you familiar with night to shine? Night to shine is a prom for special needs people. And so we'll months ahead of night to shine, we will provide formals and suits, and they get to come in and shop and pick. It's all free. And uh, so they've got dress clothes for that night. When Night to Shine comes, the amount of dollars that the community, businesses, and, and people provide for us is just amazing. But the night of, we have the red carpet. Our, our, uh, 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 foyer is about this size. And so what we do, we put a dance floor down. We'll come in, put the floor down, put the lights, have the big ball, have the balloons, have the red carpet. When they come in, their name is called, and it is just fabulous. Some of these guys will walk down, they'll take a couple of steps and go, boom, okay, and another couple of woo, and it's like, whoa. You know, and, and it's just special. We'll feed them. Uh, we've got a guy that uh, runs the Chick-fil-A. They provide the chicken. We've got a guy that uh, owns the Zoops, and they'll provide the soup. 
and we feed them. We have a respite room where we feed the caretakers and the, the uh, uh, parents. We have horse-drawn carriages for the uh, young people. to. They love the horses. It's just a night to remember. Every kid gets a buddy. The church people sign up to be buddies, and if you don't sign up quickly, you're, you, everybody's already signed up. And so it's a, a night to dance the night away. And I always laugh. There's this one girl that uh, we were real close to. Becky was her name. She's beautiful, long blonde hair, and pretty. And that night she was in a, a black dress. She's since moved to Texas and married and out. But uh, when uh, the guy saw that Becky was his buddy, it was like, oh, man, we are going to dance the night away. And so I made sure I'd, I just uh, got a peek at it. He was like this, never moved his feet doing this. <laughs> We're going to dance, and they did. He didn't want to come off the dance floor. But it's just special. And guess what? Every Friday night, we have shine night, and we've got special needs kids and people that come Friday nights. There's a class on Sunday during uh, 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 after worship that uh, they go to, and, and it's, they become their community and their group, and we love them. And it's just, we just have to think and get out there and serve and love uh, the people. And you know, one thing about uh, Night to Shine, I mentioned the schools and the, t- the number of teachers that, that are there to help and to be buddies. And I'm a uh, uh, chaplain for the police department in Frederick and also Hudson. And uh, so we get the cops coming. And to see those police officers out on the dance floor dancing with those kids and they want pictures with the police officers. And it, 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 just, it just gets you. It warms the heart to serve and to love like Jesus would love. And I love writing with these uh, police officers. Um, they put their lives on the line constantly. I'd love to tell you some of the stories. But um, I've been able to counsel, marriage counsel with some police officers they deal with the, the worst of the worst, the evil, and they get hard and cynical if they're not careful. They need Jesus to keep the heart from getting hardened. And marriages, easy to break up. So we get to counsel. and uh, so Anyway, any way that we can help. We have, we have a serve day. And I'll kind of uh, end with this. I, I love this story. Um, can you imagine a church of 2,500 and people just going out and serving? Uh, whether it's raking leaves or whether it's going to... Uh, we'll send people with some money to the gas station to pay for gas and uh, to uh, the grocery stores to pay for groceries. and Just any... How can we help? What can we do? Well, I missed Serve Day about three years ago. I was out of town. And so when I came back... I thought, I, I need to do serve day. And so I've got a neighbor that owns a ranch. She boards about 25 horses and has five of her own. And so I called Beth, this gal, an atheist, 
Her parents were atheists. Uh, she was uh, taken advantage, advantage of as a kid, uh, had so many scars and hurts, and, and here she is, older. And I didn't know it when I called to ask her if there was anything I could do to help. I didn't know that she was at her wit's end, and she was ready to take her life. And that phone call came. How can we help? Can I serve? Can I? I figured she'd say, come over and muck, you know, the stalls with me. But she said, I have these weeds in my pasture. And those weeds were about this high. And if you can picture uh, big carrots, about three carrots uh, together, that's what the roots were like. It, it was not easy work. And she had over a hundred of those weeds. And so we got out there at six o'clock on a like a Tuesday morning, and started digging weeds. And I'll be if she didn't start asking some questions. And she had come from a background. She had uh, two years in a Catholic school, and it wasn't a good experience for her. She'd get the ruler across the tops of the, the uh, hands. She probably deserved it. And, uh, but... Uh, she asked the question, she said, Tom, what's the difference between Catholicism and Christianity? And so began to talk about religion and pomp and ceremony as opposed to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we began to talk about Jesus some. And next thing I know, I'm saying, hey, why don't you come over to the house once a week from 10.30 to noon, and we'll just uh, talk. I need you to, you know, the Catholic parish that I grew up around, they were told, don't you read the Bible, you can't understand the Bible, we will interpret it for you. And it's been my experience that a lot of Catholic folks have a great heart, they believe in God, they believe in Jesus, they just don't know the Scriptures. And so we talked about that, and I said, would you begin to read your Bible. And I want you to start with Matthew. And go, then go to Mark, then Luke, and John. And what I want you to do is sit at a table. And I want you to get your notebook. And I want you to take notes. And uh, are you familiar with the SOAP acronym? Yeah, that uh, we use S-O-A-P. It's Scripture. You read the Scripture. O observation, A, application, and P, prayer. And so sit at the table, read, write down the questions you have, any observations, applications, so forth, and then let's get together and let's talk about it. Folks, she took me seriously, and what she would do is get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. That was regular, really. She would do her chores, but then she would go in the house and she would start reading Matthew, writing down her questions. When we got together the first week, she had read all of Matthew. She had a notebook full of questions. And she had a potty mouth. I'll tell you, it would be, Tom, what in the blankety-blank is this? You know, and Terry and I, we'd just look at each other and laugh, or kind of smile, you know, and, and let her go. And so, and at the time, she was living with a guy, and he was a drunk. He was a biker and a drunk and not a nice guy. 
And, uh, but we started answering questions. And uh, the one question that we could not help her get over the hurdle of was, if God is a good God and a loving God, why did he allow me to be molested as a young gal? And uh, we would try, we'd talk about uh, free will, and we would, you know, and, but it just didn't seem to connect. And lo and behold, the guy that she's living with is a biker and a drinker, and, and uh, what's the, uh, Sturgis, Sturgis was coming up, and he invited a bunch of his biker buddies and their girls to come and spend four days with them drinking and, and so forth. And so they did. But Beth noticed there was one girl that wasn't drinking. And so they began talking. And lo and behold, this gal had the very same background that Beth had. And she was the one, and she had become a Christian. And she was the one that was able to help Beth get over that hurdle. It was, we call her the angel lady. And God is amazing the way he works. And so Beth, all of these questions and reading, and she went beyond Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and started reading. And pretty soon she would come in on a a Tuesday morning and she'd say, I'm not supposed to be talking like this, am I? And we just grinned and said, no, you're not. She said, I just read, read where you're not to let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And later on, she would say, I'm not supposed to be living with this guy, am I? <laughs> no, Beth, you're not. But we didn't hammer her. In the olden days, I would have hammered her. What are you doing? No, we just loved her and let the word speak. And instead of me trying to change her and do the Spirit's work, the Spirit was alive and well. And long story short, she is a Christian today. <coughs> she has led over 30 people to Christ in three years. <coughs> uh, I know I'm running out of time. Let me just say this. Uh, Beth uses her horses for ministry. God leads her to, to women and to kids that have the same background. And she'll invite, invite them over to brush horses. And she'll laugh and she'll say, Tom, you know it's not about brushing the horses, just like it wasn't about pulling weeds. It's about Jesus. And uh, it is fun, <coughs> excuse me, to see her at work. We went to Kenya together, Mohi. Uh, we're uh, going to visit one of the kids' families. We see these mo- this motorcycle gang over here. And they're called the Boda Bodas. And uh, they're a mean-looking bunch. But they weren't a gang. They were uh, taxi drivers. So you could go over, and, and I need to go such and such place, and one of them would take you where you needed to go. But we decided that God was leading us to try to reach out to these guys. So we're walking over there, and I'm thinking... What in the world am I going to say? How am I going to start a conversation with these guys and end up talking about Jesus? So I walk over, and I know it was the Spirit because I hadn't thought of this, but I walked over and I just went, hum, ba, 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 like that. And every eye was on me. And uh, the leader of the guys, the, 
spoke up and he said, do you ride? And I said, yeah, I've ridden all my life. He throws me his keys to his bike. And he gets off the bike and he says, here you go. So I get on the bike and I start it and I rev it up, but I know I'm not going to get out on those roads. But that began the conversation. What are you guys doing here? And who are you? And well, we're here and we're with this mission and we're teaching kids about Jesus. Do you guys know who Jesus is? And it just, we ended up arm in arm praying together for each other. And it just reminded me, you just have to step out. And if we step out, even though we may not know what to say, I love that passage in Matthew 10 when Jesus sent them, the uh, disciples out by two. And he said, don't worry about what you're going to say. When the time comes, the Spirit will give you the words. I believe that. And I will, I'll have prayer warriors. I lead the prayer team. Folks, the prayer team is the key, the heartbeat to the church. We have people praying. This morning, there are people on our prayer team praying and fasting for this service. Praying and fasting for souls. Uh, our daughter has had some marriage problems, praying and fasting for Sarah. Uh, let's go. What a privilege in this day and age. People will say, oh, it's such a horrible time to live. All this stuff happened. You've got to be kidding. What a great time to be alive. People are searching for Jesus. And we get to tell them. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this time together. And Father, as we leave this place, we know that we're going out into the mission field and we're all ministers and we're all thankful that we get the privilege of uh, sharing Jesus. We love you. We praise you. Bless West Valley. Bless all of the missionaries that are represented here. Uh, Father, uh, bless us as we team together until you come back. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at wvcch.org or you can join us live in one of our Sunday services. Have a great day. Your tender mercies and your love that you've always shown me. You forget all my rebellion.